So I'm an American actor, director, screenwriter, producer, and narrator. Mostly known to begin with with independent films, then more mainstream films, even some animations. Um, I was born in San Fran, California. I'm 54 years of age. I went to Hampshire College. Mm-hmm. I've been on Broadway. I've earned five Golden Globe Awards for my most notorious Showtime TV series called Ray Donovan. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is not another podcast. All right. So I kind of got lost when you said director. Mm-hmm. You know where my brain was going? Well, where? A certain New Jersey native who's directed a lot of independent films. Oh, and then okay. Went the mainstream, but wasn't a big time actor. I thought you were going down that Kevin Smith. Oh, that's a good one. But then when you said. Damn, why did I think of that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Then when you said, and before you even started talking, I thought you were just going to read up about Drew Barrymore, but then you said actor, and you know, that's gender specific. <laughs> actor, that's right, that's all right. And then, uh, then when you said Ray Donovan, I was just like, I used to love that show, and then Katie Holmes was on it, but <laughs> Liev Schreiber, son. Ding, 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 ding. Welcome, guys, to the season finale of season seven. Not another podcast. Welcome, MJK. Thank you, Jade Marie. You're very welcome. It's very nice to be here on this <laughs> kind of warm day. It is a warm day here in South Australia. Um, so, yeah, we're here today. We're going to be talking about what's it called? <laughs> Squid Game and the Many Saints of Newark. They're going to be led by MJK. They're the latest two shows that he has watched that I have not. So he's going to fill me in on all the things I need to know. Now hopefully I'll be engaging because I'm <laughs> terrible at explaining things. <laughs> me too, me too. But before we get there, you know, we can have a bit of a catch up. We're going to talk about what we've watched lately, played, read, whatever it might be. Oh, so shizzle. We'll be back in a mo. Talk about things we've watched. I think you should kick us off this time round because I did episode nine. Sharing is caring. I at least that's what I tell the kids. Well, it's it's a good mantra to live. Good mantra. Mantra. As Jade uh, alluded to, I will be Mm. talking about the many sins of Newark later. So that's fresh on the watch movies. Uh, I got the uh, the Purge Blu-ray set of five (laughs) movies. There's five. We were trying to work out the other day how many there are and what bloody order they are. So I watched The Forever Purge. Right. The latest one. Okay. The other day, which had... Uh, From your Blu-ray? Yes. Okay. Yep. Which has Josh Lucas and um, oh, yes. the slick-talking guy from Armageddon and stuff whose name kind of... Eludes you. Correct. Um, and for the first time... Uh, that was the first time I watched. And for the first time I watched on Disney Plus last night... 
Keeping up with the Joneses. So oh, you're going to say Kardashians? No. Anyways, this is the one with Isla Fisher, Gal Gadot, John Hamm. John Hamm? Yes. Yep. yep. And, and uh, Zach Galifianakis is the Galifianakis. lead. You, you left out the guy who's yeah, the main guy. top on the marquee. <laughs> well, he's the least attractive, so I put him Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said Isla cast. Fisher first. Yeah. Then. Well done. Um, I honestly was not expecting even to enjoy this, but I just wanted to oh, watch. I've seen it. It's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it fun. was kind of like the fish out of water aspect like you get in the movie Game Night or The Spy Who Dumped Yes, me. very much Same so. Same type of humor That's and good, all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, comparison. Um, there were moments where I was just like, uh, this isn't the greatest, but yeah. then, you know, Isla Fish is in lingerie or <laughs> in, a, in a very complimentary dress. So I was like, what's up? <laughs> we're back. We're back. So yeah, enjoyed that. That was that was a very fun first watch. And another first watch, which I didn't enjoy, also featuring Gal Gadot. <sighs> I watched Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, you did it. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix, so it's accessible. Mm-hmm. You were very hesitant too because you've heard everyone, even myself, say that it was not great. And you put yourself through two and a half hours. Yeah. For what result? I was already ready to turn it off within the first six minutes. Mm. That that garbage camp when she's in the the supermarket, the mall. When is that? No, isn't it like first fifteen minutes is like Themyscira, right? Oh, whatever. Of the part where Gal Gadot's in it, not the bullshit child Diana. Okay. I don't count that. That was boring too. Oh. <laughs> that was boring as shit. I don't want to watch that. Then okay. it's it's like even the villains were like, oh, we're going to get you. They're just trying see? to get Themyscira back in there, weren't they? Because like, how do we bring these actors back? Yeah, it was pointless. And then the the the, the guys she thwarts in the mall are like, oh yeah, you give us your money. Mm-hmm. And they sound like Batman villains from the original. And like they've series. all got mustaches. Like everyone's a porn star yeah. as a villain in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's the, going on? The eighties, baby. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, the the, wow. the guy with all the. My guy, I forget his name, the, the mustache man, mm-hmm. the Spaniard. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Thank you. His whole... <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, oh, and the synopsis... It's I making read me angry again. <laughs> on, on this show with how it was just Diana does this and Diana does that. I was literally like, where Wonder Woman at? My favorite part I remember you reading was me this Chris IMDb Pine thing. wearing a bum bag. Yeah. He's fun, and I I know why they so desperately wanted to bring him back, but forcing that whole storyline probably d- didn't work in their favor. Yeah, and meh. meh. And then she meh. meets the guy that was, you know, his whose body he was capsulating. Yeah, there was all this stuff online about how that was like... Gay? Weird. Basically, almost the R word when they if they have sex because this body hasn't given consent. I shouldn't laugh, but that's 100% yeah. what it yeah. is. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, we've gone there. We need to move on now. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a movie. Mm-hmm. That I, was a thing. I don't recommend <laughs> Please it for redeem anybody. it with number three. Fucking hell. I, don't let was, Patty write the script. Get someone else in to write it. How was that? Yeah, but seriously, like, it just felt... Patty's the director, by the way. ...so not... What it what the first because I'm oh my god totally. the villains in the first one were still kind of camp like <laughs> yeah but there's nothing wrong with that because nah. it kind of fit fit the time and what you know us in our age perceive plus you was, know, it was set during like World War yeah, One like they yeah. probably do did have moments because there's no mm. cameras around people going hey man what you my likely life about shit <laughs> <laughs> all right moving um, on yes let's please I finished watching the uh, TV series Heels. 
on Stan. Okay. For, for child that don't know, it's uh, it's about a wrestling family in a small town. That's cool. Uh, starring your boy who played Arrow, Stephen Amell. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the, the other guy that's on the posters from Vikings. I really like yeah, him. And Bad Boys 3. He's got, yes. He's got like a very Scandinavian-y sound. Yes, he does. And the blonde in it is just freaking awesome. She steals the show for me. Yeah, right. Um, is she a newbie? She's been in stuff, but okay. I couldn't tell you what. I'll look just her up while she talks. Very, like, I don't know, teen Just very small roles or teen oriented. Stuff. Yeah. stuff I wouldn't watch, I imagine. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, very over the top in, you know, the real life, real life wrestling aspects. They mix that a lot with, you know, what they put on camera. And, What's and it called again? <clears throat> heels. Felt, you know, like the heel of your heel boot. Heel on your foot. Gotcha. Because in wrestling, yeah. a bad guy's called Alexander a heel. And a good guy is called a baby face. Is the state? Is it Stacy Spade? Show me the face. Is that the chick? No, 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 no. They said the blonde woman. Uh, Scroll black and white. That one. Ah, uh, Kelly Berglund. Berglund playing Crystal Tyler. Okay, yeah, no. Nah. Anything you recognize? Uh, Animal Kingdom, but I haven't watched that. Oh, that crappy American series. Yeah, that knocked off the Australian movie. Which was amazing. Oh, absolutely nothing. Scrolling through this, absolutely nothing. Okay, not Moving important. on, moving on. Yeah, but good good little watch. Kind of the same charm as Glow in the sense that it's it's good peeling back and seeing what they go through behind the scenes in wrestling. But it, it takes itself more seriously. But there's okay. still a lot of fun aspects in it. That's but good. it's more Dawson's Creek than, you know. <laughs> than oh, okay. What? You know, right, glow was kind of that you thing. want it to be. Yeah, well, and again, I enjoyed the. Sh- I was kind of annoyed with how much I enjoyed it. I was just like, <laughs> like I shouldn't love this. This is a drama series, man. It's silly. It's about romance and shit. I uh, finished season four of The Simpsons on Disney. Oh yeah, nice. And single tear. Oh, I finished. Okay. See the the series of Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, season six off mm-hmm. of uh, Disney Plus as well. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Had you seen it all in, no, in its entirety? I got, no, I probably got up to season three, and then everything after that was teary because you really enjoyed it, and you know didn't want to oh, see it end. Yeah, and they what kind of bothered me, but I also totally understood is they did a lot of flashbacks to like the first seasons when the boys were all super young oh okay and oh yeah yeah, heart, yeah. Heart yeah felt moments and like this is full circle yeah. that kind of stuff and that that hit me in the emotions but um yeah and randall park directed the last episode oh, so cool. that was that was kind of fun to see how differently he did that um so yeah i'll probably start watching it again I oh really? really? Like that show. Yeah, I, I, I want to rewatch um, Brooklyn Nine Nine now that that's all done. Oh, you haven't started with all your millions of. No, nah, no, nah, I haven't started. It'd be cool by the time I sort of get to season eight, it'll probably be on Netflix. So <laughs> just that quick. Oh easy yeah, for real. Laugh, I thought you yeah. meant all of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. so I've talked about the untold documentary series on here before, Malice at the Palace. Yes. Um, and Crime and Penalties, which is an absolutely absurd story about the. The, the hockey team that the mob guy bought for his son. Mm-hmm. This one is, that I'm about to talk about, Deal with the Devil, is way more fucked up. It's about Christy Martin, first headline boxer woman from the 90s. Oh, okay. Inspired like a whole generation of female boxers. Cool. Um, and the, the fucked up life she led with her coach slash husband, who is the embodiment of a bigot, a homophobe, takes all the credit of what his wife did oh, oh, she, she'd be nothing without me mm-hmm. 
Um, and it details her, her ascension to the top and then the eventual decline. Right. Drug abuse. Damn. Living with the dark secret of that she's a lesbian, yeah, trying right. to leave her husband. Shit. All the abuse she goes through for that and the whole time he's saying, if you leave me, I'll bury you in oh your God. career kind of thing. Um, she tries to get out of the relationship. He tries to murder her. Far out. Yep. This is a doco. Yes. Far out. Uh, but she lives to tell the story, obviously. Oh, awesome. I shouldn't say obviously, but she does. Okay. Um, and they even interview the scumbag uh, ex-husband wow. from behind the bars. Whoa. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a victim of abuse or if, if spousal abuse or boyfriend, mm. girlfriend, whatever the fuck, yep. even if it's on the emotional side, this is a rough watch. But at the same time... She's come through the other side. She's a tough if as nails a lady. She's happily married to a, to a woman who, who she actually fought and beat in boxing no long way. time ago. So that's wow. kind of another full circle thing. That's cool. Um, I was super apprehensive to watch this one just because I knew it. It was going to be heavy? Yeah, just yeah. a little too real with the whole dude tries to murder yeah, his wife. Yeah, what the heck? Because she tried to leave him, Oof. especially for a woman. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Other things in the marriage as well, when like he'd spar with her, he'd deliberately knock her out to be like, yeah, you're in your place, bitch, kind of thing. Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm Just put her, yeah. Yeah, he's a motherfucker. Put her on so. the ground. And she makes a, a good joke <laughs> at the end scene. He's in prison. He's serving 25 to life. Wow. And she's like, he's the type of piece of shit who'll probably survive <laughs> to the end and get out. Right. But she's like, he won't have much of a life at 92 once he's no, out. No, not at all. Because it was like a 25-year gap between them in age so she's like oh wow that's huge you know, 50s 53 70s or something. now yeah wow yeah. So anyway moving on to comedy <laughs> hey there's a tone shift so my man's jimmy o yang i watched his oh, yeah. um special good deal on the amazon prime 2020 special lots of fun talks about his you know korean family growing up as you know essentially an american but with you know immigrant parents and stuff and he does as you'd expect, the the impressions of the parents and mm-hmm. talks about his dad in like the, the the Korean, I can't remember what he called it, but like the house outfit, which is basically tidy whities and a white wife beater, and just <laughs> sitting sitting with his arms crossed, like squinting at the TV, being like, hey, Jimmy, what are you watching? And he'd be like, Oh, this, and he goes, Oh, yes, I understand. And he's like, When he says I understand, it means he doesn't know what I what I'm talking about. Right. Just yeah, it's <laughs> it's fun. And um, as I don't know if you remember, but mm-hmm. you do know this, the dude that plays his dad. Mm in Patriot's Day is his real dad. Oh, no way. And he got his dad into acting and the family is all like, oh, so yeah, has Jimmy been teaching things? He's like, no, 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 Jimmy teach me nothing. I'm the real actor. Kind of <laughs> so, I'm taking fun. all the credit. And I watched Dave Chappelle's brand new special 2021, The Closer. Oh, what's that on? Uh, the Flicks. Oh. So it's the end of his Flicks deal or at least right. the extension yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, pretty rough. In the sense that it's basically him explaining that he's not a transphobe because he's done a lot of trans trans jokes. Oh, okay. And he's kind of explaining. Trying to, okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it Redeem just, himself a little? Not really because he's like, okay. I'm, I'm, people say I'm punching down, but I'm not. I'm making jokes. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I come there's from. There's a fine line, but yeah, there's, you know, comedy for a reason. Yeah. And then he's just like, I come from in a. People have been oppressed since the start of time where, you mm. know, trans people, it's been oppressive since, you know, for. 50 years or something like and it's like we're on the same team you know i make mm. jokes and then he talks about a friend of his who's trans in the comic community and she, he was essentially saying she's part of my tribe not yours because mm. they shout on her because she supported him and all this and oh wow she okay. dead now so it's rough oh, Jesus. yeah i know like it's, it's oh, for a comedy the, you're yeah, like what yeah. what i should be laughing <clears throat> 
But it was uh, incredibly enjoyable. Lots of laughs and there was a lot of deliberate build-ups to him saying like a really shitty punchline, which he'd return to, which just made it even more funny. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I started playing Marvel's Avengers DLC of Black Panther and fuck, Ooh. I hate this game. I got all the way to the end oh, and no. I've got this final dude to kill. And yeah, you know, in that, boss. in that game where you got to kill the motherfucker, mm. it, you need to kill him like 92 times over. <laughs> You're like, I've got him, I've got him. I get the mother, like, I'm going great, I'm going great, then I'm dead, or I'm going great, I'm going great. It says mission failed for no fucking reason. I'm confused. Oh, man. I'm mad. You got to get the old YouTube walkthrough up and be like, what am I doing wrong here? As a bit of a guide, you know? I did. Oh, shit. And still not working for you. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you're about to give up or you're going to return to it? I don't think I ever will. (laughs) See ya. And I'm still <laughs> waiting for Spider-Man. This game's been out for over a year. Where's my Spider-Man DLC, son? DLC? Exclusive to PlayStation. To that Marvel game. Mm-hmm. Ah, cool. That'd be cool. That's the reason I got it. Hanging out for for the new Spider-Man next year on PS5. That's going to be dope. Yeah. Because we play that. Give me a PS5. <laughs> How you feeling Seriously? after your lunch? You're all right? Yeah, I'm better now. Yeah. It was very full. I didn't eat all that food. But, you know, just have a light dinner tonight. Yeah, chippies or something? Just chill. Sweet potato chippies. Hey. Yeah. Do you season them nice? Nah. So just Mine will be overcooked. My cousin Kristen's sitting right next to me. She had sweet potato fries. Perfect. <laughs> like, you gave me the bottom of the barrel here. But, look, I digress. What'd your cousin look like? She's redhead. That's why. Yeah. They took care of <laughs> You know it. I... Watched A Quiet Place Part 2. I've got it on 4K. I was about to say, how? Is there a Blu-ray in that 4K? Yes. Do you want to borrow it? Yes, please. If I can, hey, because I don't need it. (laughs) 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 Well, that was like a low-key flex right there, (laughs) as the kids say. Low-key flex. I don't need it. Damn. So, yeah, I watched this with my friend Kim, which was hilarious because she jumps at everything. One of those people. Like a bird flies by. (laughs) So when it was really, really scary and I'm not jumping, she thinks that I'm emotionally very Damn. immature. Like, what is wrong with you for, to not be reacting so this way? what, she said, she, she presses pause and tries to have a conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. I think I'm just more, I'm expecting it. Or I'm, I've watched more of this sort of stuff to not get too uh, affected by it. But well, she got two young kids. Yeah, right? yeah. So she probably hadn't watched anything like that. Correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're in the background. They can hear her drop the F-bomb, which is rare for her. <laughs> Oh, it was a good laugh, but I did enjoy this. Um, obviously, it, it picks up straight after the first one. It has a bit of a prequel element to the intro there of like the moment that it sort of hit that particular town and how it went down and then cuts to, you know, it's 400 days later or whatever it is. And then we have, I forget the actor's name. It's pronounced differently. Cillian Murphy is how Killian, it's been. Right? Yeah, Killian. Killian Murphy, so the, the male figure in this one. I forgot that he was in it. Yeah, so now they obviously know that through the sounds of her hearing aid through the microphone projected that way, the screeching sound is their best weapon against these aliens to deter them, get them away, and they shoot them down, double tap, because those things don't stay down. Um, so we see them move away from the homestead and the security of that because it's still flooded and whatever else from the last one. And, yeah, come across... Uh, Killian's character and his little setup that he's got going on, but they've ultimately decided we need we need to invest 
investigate whether this other place exists that's safe and there's this island out there that they're trying to get to because obviously it's an island that our aliens can't get there. And then obviously maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it was scary all the same. Maybe not quite what the fuck was scary all the same. <laughs> maybe not maybe quite as scary it. as the first one. Although there were a couple of bits there you're like, ah, oh, shit. Um, oh, well, you know what you're fucking with now, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And then it was sort of very much open ending as well, but a, a, there definitely won't be a third one. They were not really expecting to do a sequel. You but know what they're going to call this? This would have been be- good in the movies. It would have been good. The sound was not so good on Kim's speakers and stuff, but we ended up putting captions on so that we knew what was being said when the dialogue was soft and the actions yeah, really loud yeah. BS. Um, but I, but pre- I enjoyed it. I got a prediction for the third one. Oh, if they do one, what would happen? It'll be titled A Loud Place. <laughs> And it's just everyone getting back to normal and they're, they're happy because they can be all like, Hey, Jonesy, how good is it we don't have to be quiet anymore? And then only the old people will be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so random. The loud place. That's definitely going to be the parody now, the loud yeah. place. If you're quiet, then the aliens come. Um, but yeah, that was still a lot of fun. I'm sure it'll be on streaming services sometime it's soon. It just reminded me of a Donnell Glover like um, short on when he hosted SNL. Yeah. It was oh, a, yeah. a quiet place themed, but it was reacting to Kanye tweets. So oh, they were in a quiet place, but Kanye would tweet something. And this was when Trump was in office. And oh, would be God. like, oh, he, he what? He then, what? <laughs> You know. Speaking of Kanye, you see Kim hosted SNL? Yeah. You know you can watch the latest SNL apps on Binge? They disappear pretty quick, but the latest and greatest are always on Binge. I was not aware, but yeah. um, I, <coughs> their monologues and parts of the episodes always pop up on Twitter. And, oh, uh, yeah. YouTube or wherever Apparently her be. monologue was fire. Yeah, but it's getting a lot of attention. Mm. So She had good writers for it, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And she just embraced it. She usually is pretty good at just taking it on the chin and going, all right, I'll say this and run with it. Um, after I watched The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, what haven't I seen of yours? And I realized I still hadn't seen a mo- movie from 2007 called Rendition, which has him and Meryl Streep in it and Reese Witherspoon. And I remember, oh, that's how they met because Jake and Reese dated for a while there. So I was kind of interested in seeing mm-hmm. their chemistry together. They got zero scenes together. <laughs> They're totally unrelated (laughs) whatsoever, but it's not a true story, but it's realistic in the sense it's about uh, a Middle Eastern man who's accused of being another Middle Eastern man, also a terrorist, but it's not him. And it takes him through basically all of these torture sequences to get information out of him about what he's planning next. And it's not even the right person. And apparently this has happened all the time, probably all the time. And they're based it on that because it's, this is only six years after nine 11. So it's, you know, getting a lot of films like this at the time. It was, it was all right. It wasn't anything to rave about. It's on Stan. That's how I accessed it. Yeah. I won't be watching it. And I ticked, it ticked another Jake Gyllenhaal film and Meryl Streep film off my list. Cause I do. You need to watch the river wild Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon. Now that's a movie. Move. River what? The River Wild. The River Wild. Never seen it. It's great. I haven't even heard of it. Bitch, I'll add it to the list. Bitch, if, please. If it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, if it's not on any streamies, download it. <laughs> Good fucking movie. Or do what you do and just buy it on Blu-ray. It wouldn't be. Nah, it wouldn't this be. It's breaking my heart, man. There's so many fucking, like, I want to get Boogie Nights on Blu-ray and it, it bamboozles me every time because it's sitting there. Rated R section in a JB Hi-Fi Damn. on DVD. Ah, and outrageous. every time I do this, I go, oh, fuck you. Yeah. And then there's no blue cover. And then guess what happens? 
single tear. <laughs> you should get the permanent tat so you can just put that there. Yeah, right. Put it to your cheek every time you have this experience. <clears throat> oh, damn. Um, speaking of Stan, there's a limited series on there called Mayor of Easttown. I mentioned it last episode because this show ripped up with um, a number of wins on the night at the Emmys. Mayor of it's Easttown. Sta- it's stars Kate Winslet with a Pennsylvanian accent, which in every review she gets mad props for nailing every time. And it, I don't know the actor's name, but he plays... Um, is it Quicksilver? Scarlet Witch's brother. What's his character's name? Yeah, Quicksilver. It the, is Quicksilver? Yeah. Okay, cool. The actor from P- WandaVision. He, he, no, it's not him that returns. The one that dies originally. It's the one that married a woman who's like 40 years older than yeah, him and he took I her last that, name because oh, he's Oh, no, a that's not him. I'm thinking... It's the kick the new, It's the new Quicksilver. <clears throat> new Quicksilver. The one that appears in WandaVision. Oh, yeah, that guy. He yes. was engaged to um, Emma Roberts. Yeah, right. I well, can't he, remember his name, but yeah, I like He's him. the young detective that comes in and works with Kate Winslet and set in a small town. They're trying to... There's a, th- a three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri thing happening with a family trying to find their daughter who's been missing for a year, but it really uh, concentrates on, by the end of episode one, the murder of a young girl from East Town. Um, and this is an excellent limited series. Kate Winslet knocks it out the park earns her Emmy Award every minute she's on screen. What did you say was calling it? Mayor of Easttown, M-A-R-E, because her, that's her name, Mayor. Mayor. It's short for, forget. Mayor Donald. Uh, I don't know, but it's short for something. And that's what everyone calls her. Uh, she's the lead detective in town, and she's got to solve the murder of this young girl who was killed. Um, and the other detective... Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Thank you. Oh, we got his name. <laughs> Shout out. Who also won the Emmy. For this? Yeah. What was his character's name? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this thing. His name was also Mayor. Yes. Mayor, it's mayors. It's the mayors, mayors of Easttown. <laughs> and not a mayor as in like a councillor mayor. Like just whatever it's Like a horse or something. Yeah, shit. that's the one. Yeah, shit. Anyway, that's on Stan. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's... Seven episodes. Episode six is ridiculously... No, end of episode five. Ridiculous. It's like 9.5 or something on IMDb. They smoke a lot of weed in it? You know it. No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, it's excellent. It also has um, Guy Pierce <gasps> in it. Should have led with that. Oh, sorry. That's my man. <laughs> well, he's a minor character. Hey. But this was <laughs> also down. during COVID, so they were all living together at the time. And Kate Winslet had, apparently had a huge crush on Guy Pearce from growing up watching Neighbours because you, you forget she's English. Like, she's seen our shit. Well, um, she gets to play her. Things. Okay. Homeboy has always been, especially Guy in her lady. Well, I was going to say Kate Winslet, especially oh. in her older years. Somehow she keeps getting more attractive. Yeah, and she, you know, they wanted to put heaps of makeup on her and stuff. She's like, I'm a detective. I'm going to work. I'm looking at dead bodies. Like, she's not going to be dressed up in these particular scenes. But she should have been. And she embraces the character. She's excellent. Is there any humor in it? Uh, a little bit because of the relationship between her and her mother. The mother, act, the actor, won um, an Emmy as well. And the person who plays her best friend won the Emmy as well. Like they all solid performances. Fuck. Okay. But Kate Winslet, the mm. far superior. Then mum and dad got me onto a series on binge called Vigil, which is the name of a UK submarine. Vigil, V-I-G-I-L. It's also a limited series from this year. You'll recognize, like, if you watch a lot of English stuff, you'll recognize the lead from a few things that 
uh, Gentleman Jack and this other copy show from years ago Mum and Dad watched. It's her and (coughs) V-I-G-I-L. And Rose Leslie, the redhead from Game of Thrones that's married to uh, Jon Snow. Oh, my bad. Yeah. What's his name? Kit. Harrington. Harrington. Rose Leslie, the one that's married to Kit Harrington. She's in it as well. Woo! This is a gr- another crime set on a bloody submarine. Like, obviously, there's all these investigations going back on land. Couldn't watch a whole series just on a um, submarine. It's a good-looking redhead. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, anyway, our uh, main chick, she's sent onto the submarine to investigate a murder. And not all is what it seems. And there's a lot of corruption going on on the submarine and in the Navy. That she and Rose Leslie's character, another detective, have to sort of figure out while she's on this submarine. It is very good. Only six eps and on binge, as I said. So go check it out. I watched, unfortunately, (laughs) Riverdale season five. That just finished a couple of weeks ago. Season six is actually back in November. Wait, why are you saying unfortunately? I thought you were a whore for that show. Oh, man. It's it's so camp, so cheesy, so lame a lot of the times. At the last, second to last episodes, rated 3.5 on IMDb because it's another one of their try-hard musical episodes. Oh, dear. And it's just like, why do I keep watching it? And I'm like, it's once a week. It's not all year. It's 40 minutes. Whatever. I'll find time for it. I want to see the progression of my boyfriend, KJ Apple. I was going to say. We touched once and I can't let it go. Look at the smile on your face. <laughs> um, then He's we- got his hand in your back pocket. Oh. Like, it's actually up there. You can see it uh, closer to my. He's got three hands. Uh, <laughs> I thought. It was, never mind. Three legs. <laughs> um, I also watched. Then I ended up watching Harry Potter Seven, so Deathly Hallows Part One. Oh uh, yeah, because you were watching 2010 it with, with your with Matt and Alice. Fr- so we've friends? only got one episode to go. Uh, episode one movie to go, and Seven Part Two. Seven Part Two. <laughs> I finished reading The Lost World by Michael Crichton, the sequel to Jurassic Park. How was How it? How was it? Um, no, it was really good as well. Not as good as Jurassic Park. And it sort of has little elements that I remember from the film uh, of the same name, which was the sequel. And otherwise, a lot of it didn't happen. And, you know, all the bad guys get eaten by dinosaurs, so it's bloody brilliant. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And I just had <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum's face in, in my mind the whole time for nice. his character, which what I loved. A, what about Julianne Moore? Yeah, I don't know if she's the character or if it's Laura Dern's character. So I have to. I think it's Laura Dern's character. So I don't know. I have to look that up. I, I didn't try and picture them too much, but always Jeff. <laughs> then I watched the 2013 adaptation of Romeo and Juliet with Mia Nines because we read the, a bit of the text. Terrible. We should have watched the Basil Ehrman version, but that 22 out of 24 voted for 2013 Why? version. It's I showed the two trailers. Oh. And they're like, ew, to the night because it's like, you know, the, the voice shirts. trailer that they're oh, not yeah, used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just looks really old school. And it's got it's dated. The... Yeah. <laughs> 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 so they weren't a fan. <laughs> but they probably would have been more entertained by it. And then Skusi and I finished season three of Sex Education, which is coming back for a fourth and final season soon. You went for my pants. Alrighty, so OMJK is going to take the reins and kick us off with some mini saints in Newark. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the intro to The Sopranos. Because y'all don't know, many saints in Newark is a prequel film to the TV show The Sopranos. And Soprano heads around the world, myself included, were jonesing for this. We were like smack addicts waiting for that next fix, son. We were scratching. Our lips were dry. We were salivating with that little bit of saliva we had left and then we finally got this movie and it was like a placebo son this was a dud oh no it failed so disappointed with this oh my god where is it accessible you can find it on hbo max okay cool or binge for us i guess i guess yeah yeah that's that's how i keep rolling keep rolling (laughs) (laughs) so uh i was it wasn't even um perceived expectation it just wasn't great. It's uh, it's a fun story. It w- should have been, I should say. Dickie Moltisanti, who's Chris Moltisanti. I'm going to say a lot of names. I know, I'm like, yeah. what? Dickie <laughs> Moltisanti, who we never met in the series. He's Chris's uh, father. And Dickie was uh, Tony's uncle. So he kind of refers to Christopher as his nephew, but they're cousins technically okay. i don't know it's yeah. italian families right? it's complex so it's it's tony in his he's 17 for the second half of the movie played by james gandolfini's son that's right yep he got cast the as, late james gandolfini's son michael um uh, gandolfini he does a great job as young tony before you know his whole life changes and he becomes the mob boss who right has panic attacks uh Characters of Livia and Johnny Soprano, Tony's parents, uh, Vera Mangina and John Bernthal. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think so. She's, yeah, she's yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. There. I think I do. Um, she's a lot of stuff. <clears throat> shit ton of stuff. She's really good. And then we've got Ray Liotta, who plays Hollywood Dick Moltisanti. And then just a plethora of characters from the show, but obviously back in Earlier the Earlier versions yeah, of so them, got, yeah. Silvio Dante, Paulie Walnuts, Gaultieri, Big Pussy, Uncle Junior. The problem is a lot of these characters are more so just there for you to go, oh, look, it's Paulie. They don't really have much to do. So the story is basically Dickie Moltisanti, his father comes back from the old country, brings himself a new young bride. Mm. He's smacking her around. Dickie don't like that, so he kills his dad. Mm. Um, Damn. And essentially he starts banging his stepmom. But that's that's kind of part of the story. He's kind of schooling a young Tony, mm-hmm. and uh, he's saying, you know, you don't want this life, kid. You want to go to college, and he's like, no, I want to be like you, Uncle Dick. And uh, then this isn't a spoiler. We know Dicky Moltisanti got shot in front of his house while taking TV trays to his house. You would know from the Sopranos. It's just he's kind of an infamous character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we we never knew we never knew who shot him. Right. So you do now. Yeah, and it's a little underwhelming. Damn. It literally a moment happens, and I'm going to spoil it here, folks. Yeah, go for it. Uncle Junior, who's played by uh, I was about to say Nick Stoll. That's his huh? name. Corey Stoll. Ah, <laughs> close. Halfway there. Yeah. Uh, like I, I told you off the air, he's got a, a very interesting catchphrase, which is uh, sister's Not C-word. catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Not catchphrase. <laughs> Not catchphrase this time. Uh, it's snowing. They're at a funeral for uh, Joey Coco Diaz's character. And um, he slips and falls uh, because it's snowing and the, the, the steps are icy. 
and he, he busts his pelvis. Right. And Dickie's one of the many fellas who giggle at him, and that's Uh-oh. apparently enough to whack him. Oh, jeez. And this happens right. like late in the fucking film. We're talking maybe 20 minutes before the, the movie finishes. How long's the film? Is it a good two hours? Oh, I want to say 2.15. Okay. No, wait, it's too that... even. Sorry. Okay. It's too even. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't go to places you wanted it to go. It was a bit um, well, lackluster. It was just so up and down. It was the, the issue I had with it was there was a lot of callbacks to stories you heard from Tony in therapy. Ah, okay, interesting. So, for example, his dad shot through his mum's beehive hairdo one time yeah, when they were okay. having an argument. And um, just like the, the Dickie Moth Sunday getting shot while carrying mm. TV trays at home. And there was a, a few other moments where it was kind of like, oh, this, like, that's the nostalgia, but it had re- it was just kind of slotted in. Mm. And it okay. just it felt incomplete. Yeah. I really think it would have worked like incredibly well as a miniseries. Yeah, cool. Because there was so many... So many characters to play with who already have history in yep. latter years that didn't get fleshed out. Mm. Almost why are they there, essentially. And then there was so many things happening that just kind of like stopped. And Yep. Then it's not pieced together. It's not cohesive. Yeah. And the other, like the B story, essentially, is uh, this black dude who's kind of like um, a runner for Dickie. Oh, yeah. Who wants to start his own thing. Okay. And then all, all the black dudes are moving in the neighborhood. There's the riots because all the black folks getting treated wrong by not <coughs> only the whites but the cops and all this kind of shit. Because what year is this set in then? Seventies. Uh, loops through I 80s. think the late sixties to the mid seventies because okay. it's, it's over about eight years or something. Yeah. First halfs I, th- I think the late sixties and then the neighborhood changes and it's the mid seventies. But yeah, like there was so much more to tap in with that as well. Where they, they that almost it, it had didn't like have time a, for it, like it, I said. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like they had a post credits moment where he's moving in the neighborhood, some white guy who's watering his concrete because yeah. that's what Italians do. <laughs> and he goes, "How's it going?" And he just like mean mugs him, and he, the guy kind of like shrugged his shoulders, like, "Yeah, we're in the neighborhood now." And it's just like, "Okay, okay, what's the point of that?" Pretty much. Yeah, right. So, yeah. not what's your rating on that one out of seven? I really need to watch it again, but okay. at this point, uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of It gets seven. no recency bias. Zero. Well, I'm very intrigued now for your next weekly topic. All right. You ready for this? It's tiny? a very different yeah, it is. vibe, I think. All right. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Take it away. All right. Tiny dick. Here we go. <laughs> Real tiny. <laughs> so it's called Squid Game. Mm, latest, number one at the moment. Latest hit out of Korea. Mm-hmm. Homeboy had uh, this idea for at least 10, I want to say 15 years. Yep. No one ever wanted to pick it up until mm. he finally got the Netflix deal. And uh, it starts off, we see a dude who's eating his dinner on the floor. His mom walks in and says, here's some money to buy your daughter. He's like mid-40s. Right. Here's some money to buy your daughter dinner. It's her birthday. He's like, this isn't enough. I need to get her a gift. She's like, buy a fried chicken. It's enough. Hmm. His mom leaves to go to work at the fish market. He steals her like her ATM card, takes the money he has, goes to the dog track, wins a bunch of money. Right. Then loan sharks track him down. He's he's like, here, take the money. But while he was getting chased by the loan sharks, a girl pickpocketed him. Mm-hmm. So now he has nothing. Oh wow! And they get him to essentially like put his thumbprint in blood on a contract to say, if if you don't have our money in a week or a month, I forget. Ah. Uh. We're taking your kidneys. And he's like, yeah, for real. 
And then when he's heading home that night in a train station, some dude's okay. like, if you can beat me in this game, I'll give you this amount of money. And he's he loses the first game and he goes, well, I don't have money to pay. He's like, no. okay, uh, how about this? If you win, if I win, I get to smack you upside the head. If you win, you get the scrub. And he's like, let's do it. So Win, he gets, win. He gets <laughs> smacked around a bunch. Oh, God. He, he loses again. <laughs> yeah, he loses a lot. Oh, man. It's essentially just like, Think of it as like um, uh, pong. Oh, what's not pong? Uh, Tazos. You know, yeah, you'd yeah, smack yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Flip it. Yep. But it's this with like a red piece of paper and a blue piece of paper, but like heavily folded. And you go right. And you need to flip it. So he loses that a lot. Oh god. And then at the end, he's like, "You want to make some serious money?" He gives him a card. Says, "Call this number." Right. Number calls him. Van shows up with a dude wearing a fucking mask. Like the PlayStation. Yeah. And that's uh, I, yeah when I started seeing the memes PlayStation for this, buttons, yeah. I was like, where's the X at? Because they have the, the circle, <laughs> square, and the triangle. And that's like a hierarchy thing. I forget how it oh, goes. Okay. But like, it indicates the, who's superior. The squares are the top dogs. The circles are triangles. Are like the bottom bitches. And then there's the, the Midlands. And um, so, yeah, they, they gas him out in this car. Then they're in this... Um, Almost kind of like a futuristic, massive warehouse thing where there's like a shit ton of bunk beds. You find out there's four. he he doesn't wake up there. He just gets thrown in there. He wakes up there, so right, yep, yeah, okay. With four hundred and fifty-six other people in the room, right. tracks, and they've all at some point you can work out have been given this card because they're mm-hmm. at the bottom of. The... And there are, there's no real rules at this point. They can all talk to each other. They can okay. interact. They all go get their pictures taken. They don't um, really know why they're there yet. They get, they, it gets explained to them. They're like, okay. um, "What's up? You can play. We're going to play six games. Um, at any point, if if you don't want to participate, if the majority says we're going to stop, we stop. Um, but you know, if as long as you all want to play, let's do it. So all of them go, "Yeah, let's fuck it, let's play." So the first game is red light, green light, and it, it's there's this. They're all kids' <clears throat> games, right? Yes. Games you play as a kid. Yes, like I, I said, think it's I, the tagline on the poster says something on there. Yeah, so it's a, child's play or something like that. They, and they try to f- remember like what games they played as a kid. Yeah, and, and how um, to win it and get yeah. past it. So this one's relatively simple. It's um, there's this giant robotic girl when she turns. I've seen it, a bit of that from YouTube. She's facing him, then she turns around, and while she's singing her little song, they get to they need to get closer to her. As soon as she turns around, if you're still moving, you're you out. get shot. Well, they don't know this yet. No, they don't know that. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Turn around, one guy gets his face blasted off because he's like doing this and then some chick screams and then everyone tries to run and then like a third of them get shot up yep. and the rest of them make it over the line. Then they have a big meeting and say, we're not doing this. And then they say, okay. Yeah, we didn't sign up for this. Yeah, take a vote and they eventually vote to get out of there. And then they get out into the real world. And then I forget why, but then they still have the card on them. And then they're like, fuck it, I'll I'll play this game. Because they're that desperate. For the Skrilla, you find out everybody is in debt by a shit ton of cash. Right. This is maybe the only way out. Sharks, banks, everything. So they, 93% or something of them go back. And you meet this character called the front man, who's like the dude who's running the game situation. Right. There's five more games to play. The, the way you get eliminated is death. Yeah. You eventually see that there's a lot of rich businessmen who like come to watch these games. Right. 
and it's presented in it like you you're super elite they all wear masks so they don't recognize each other but they probably recognize each other's voices and stuff but potentially yeah um and then yeah it it gets to the end obviously one survivor and there's a bit of an open ending at the end potentially a second season almost definitely do they and do backstories for other characters as well like how they yeah, got you get there to, you get to know um pretty there's like a two groups that they focus on one's like this villainous dude tiny yep. dick um this and his little crew who you don't really know too much about but there's this in between a chick who he kind of like uses to progress right. and then there's the good guy squad which is my my boy who likes whose daughter likes fried chicken and there's a dude he knew from childhood mm. uh, Pakistan Pakistani dude named Ali it's the only name I can pronounce the pickpocket chick who I yeah, spoke about yeah she's in it super fine supermodel looking Korean chick she's like 5'9 in real life very easy to look at her first acting role and like I watched it with the oh, subtitles cool. but the way she yes. emotes you can watch it oh, dubbed or subtitles God. oh my god she's a good actor that <laughs> nice mm. I would definitely <clears throat> opt for the subtitle option oh, also. And there's also like the secondary story is there's an mm. undercover cop looking oh. for his missing brother. Right. And as, he, as one of the participants. Not as a participant. Oh. It's one of the mask wearing motherfuckers. Oh, so we get some intel on who these people are. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's obviously since it's a TV show, there's more going on, but. All right. Well, let, let <clears> me <throat> ask you this. Yes, you Why should watch is it. this on the tip of everyone's tongue right now? What is making it so trendy other than Korean culture being in? Really good. Yeah. Don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> it's different. Because it's very violent and gorish. It's different in the sense, like, and you don't, like, when the first bit of violence happens, besides the, the mass amount of shooting. Yeah. But when the first bit of violence happens and it's super unexpected, it's when they're back out in the real world. Right. Um. I'm just like, oh, fuck, caught me off guard. And then I'm like, on oh, the right. Seat. It warns you at the start, like heavy gore, all this kind yeah. of shit. And I'm like, oh, God, we're just getting started. Oh, damn. But I think just the idea of, like, it's it's kind of very relatable because who hasn't had money issues? Yeah. Um, And the, you can relate really well to the characters. Mm-hmm. Something very likable about them. And I guess, yeah, the, it's just different. It is different. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So it's unique. It stands out. And then I think as soon as that word of mouth is very strong these days, gets around like, this is unique. This is different. It'll put you on the edge of your seat. You should check it out. Then boom, it's number one on Netflix. It even came up at conversation today at a family lunch. Mm -hmm. And it's been an issue for like real little kids getting access to this and watching it somehow. How? They are. They've onto their Netflix, on their parents' iPads, a friend showing them at their house. It's that's, happening. That's the parents' fault. No, oh, well, it, it can be, but <clears throat> it's the really, fact they can access it is yeah, crazy. But they, you, you put your parental controls on. Don't be yeah. blaming the show. Be, is it R18? I think it's MA. Okay. There's no. This is how I explained it to a, a bloke at work. Because yeah. he says, should I watch it? I'm like, you'll like it, but you can't watch it with your family. He's got small kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, is it like R-rated? And I'm like, no. And here's my theory why. There's absolutely no drug use. Correct. That's what usually puts it to R18. That's, yeah. So it's just... It's just very violent. The violence is pretty well spread out over the episodes. So one episode alone couldn't be enough. Yeah, movie. true. How many episodes are there of Squid Game? Nine. Nine. Mm. Another niner. Mm-hmm. And what are they? Are they the 50 to an hour? Or are they 40 minutes? Almost every... All but one is 50 to an hour. Yep. And the eighth episode, for some reason, which is titled The Front Man, where you get to know about The Front Man, only goes for less than a half. 
Oh, really? It's the, That's bizarre. It's the episode before the finale. Very bizarre. Yeah, very interesting. So what would you give it with your recency bias <laughs> out of seven? I'm going to go a, a very nice 5.5 <laughs> only because the ending didn't like get my figurative dick hard. Right. There's a, there's a few twists that not expected but kind of expected and then there's it's just there's the open ending the cliffhanger you, you want some you want some substance you know what i'm saying some grit well, no no grit oh, oh, just maybe substance. some maybe some grits and gravy <laughs> 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 anyway check it out on the flicks yeah Trailers, Junior. Remix. So I watched uh, the trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Is that out December? I don't know. Is it this year or next year? (gasps) It's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a long time. So I can't even remember what the trailer was about. I just (laughs) watched a new season. (laughs) 11, she left. We've got to follow that somehow. Um, Yep. I also watched the teaser for Peacemaker, where they're all in the diner. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. So that's the spin-off from the latest... Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. That's me. I watched a teaser for Black Adam, which is a DC superhero film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's just Adam. Black Adam. Adam? Oh, I thought it says Black Adam. He's not black, okay? Okay. I'm just being... Oh, I'm like, no, no, it is called Black Adam. It is. I'm I'm just playing. Uh, It's just a teaser. It's probably being released because of the DC fandom that's happening um, shortly. And it's mostly Sarah Shahi's character, who I forgot had been cast in. I was like, yeah, Sarah. Um, Coming in, saying the word Shazam, because Shazam's the person who gives Black Adam his powers. Yep. Yep. And then Shazam rising from the ashes, so to speak. And... All the military guys goes blah, 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 shooting him down to no avail. And boom, it cuts out and plays a wicked score, which obviously is, is his signature sound. The Bladham score. The Bladham score and it cuts out. We're like, ooh, that is the definition of a teaser. But the trailer we want to spend a little more time talking about is the Batman trailer. Not you... as in the Batman trailer, but the the Batman trailer. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> one. <laughs> with and Robert Pattinson. Our Pats, did you watch it with sound on? I did, yes. Good for you. <laughs> I just want changing. If you heard the penguin's awesome voice, I think I missed it, but I know that's played by Colin Farrell. Yeah, and he's just like, "Whoa, settle down, sweetheart." Ah, nice. Well, it starts with a guy being arrested. I'm like, "Who's this? Is this with Batman?" A, with a question mark and, and like, coffee. The Riddler. The Riddler has been captured, imprisoned, whatever it might be. And then, boom, cut to a whole lot of our pats in the suit, just being shot at. And he just looks a lot genuinely grumpy. Yeah, he's in a mood. He's he's got the angsty teenager vibe. Yeah, but as a man, and we we know this is not a Christopher Nolan film. This is, I don't. Is this meant to be a younger Batman? Hence, what? I mean, look or at the just, age of him, son. Yeah, Shit. no, thirties. That's Settle not down. young, young. Are you, do you see uh, Zoe Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz she playing Selena Kyle, aka mm-hmm. Catwoman. I forget all about all these castings because it was so long ago. And yeah, we, and we got Jeffrey Wright as uh, Commissioner oh, he's Gordon. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Like we said, Colin Farrell is Penguin. Uh, that kid playing two, uh, not two, the Riddler guy. Yes, yeah. Word. 
And we're not really sure. Do we get a gist of the story? What it's going to be about? Uh, well, it says serial. Like this is the only thing I really retained from the trailer was serial killer on the loose. So I'm assuming Riddler's murder and mad folk. Okay, and it's really about Batman as a detective in a way, sort yeah. of certain at the crime, which is what I like about Batman stories that I've seen in the past. Is when detective you're trying to solve a crime. represent. And some of these notorious villains coming back for mm. the first time in a long time. Which yeah, will be exciting so as well. The Riddler, first time since... Jim Carrey? And the Penguin, first time since... Danny DeVito. Well done. Oh, we always finish each other's... Sangers. Jeez, wow, we're keeping you awake there. That was a long season. <laughs> season seven, the seven brought to you during the second year of COVID. Yeah. That's right, nothing will keep us down. And really, it's up in the air. Will we return for a season eight? Oh, I don't know. Do we leave a cliffhanger? What is happening? Oh, we should have saved that bit we Have did. we been renewed? We have not been renewed. <laughs> we have not not been renewed. Well, yeah, but um, thank you for everyone who's downloaded an app and listened, whether it was on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, liking something on Instagram. We appreciate your support and have enjoyed every minute of it. Some minutes more than other minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when Mofo's awake. And that time that I did the hmm. Clueless um, MJK <laughs> MCU We had review. some failed MCU things. We brought surprise snacks back a couple of times. Uh, keeping we, you guys on your toes. I did. You ain't fed me snacks in a while. We had the surprise, surprise, not snacks. That was a good time. <laughs> My favorite time. Um, but look, there are just always things coming out that we want to be talking about. So I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing from us again. And sometimes things we don't want to talk about. <laughs> like the latest Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> we just leave it out. It doesn't get a title mention. But it, we, it but doesn't it, get a shout out. But it did. But but we're, but it does because we've, we're <laughs> desperate, man. We want to have the trending things that are topical in the title. Um, but no, it's been another good season. And can't believe we've had 70 episodes now. 70 episodes. And two, over 2,000 <laughs> downloads by this point as well. So Fuck. we are, you know. Wait, so all of our seasons have been 10 episodes? Uh, there was one we did 12. So and so another one we did eight just to round it oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That now was me talking. being OCD as shit. Classic Jade. Classic Jade. So. All right. Well. Um, I mean, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, I'll give a final send off and then you can. So, um. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. I wasn't spending that, but I, I'll do something similar. Mwah! Oh, that was that's like That's like your grandma kissing you. Like, Mwah, no, hey, honey. Your grandma pinches your cheeks and lays like, a sloppy hey, one. Buddy, buddy. That's more of a... Mwah. Basically, how I speak to Maggie is <laughs> grandparents. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Your little... I was going to say your little monkey. You do call her a monkey, don't you? <laughs> I do call her yeah. monkey. We, I do call it monkey. We need to stop talking. Kip Crew, we appreciate Represent. you. And something else would rhymes with that. A real time nap. And we'll be back. Or will we? Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. 
all one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>